0: Ben Hartley, where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business, your relationships, and your mindset. If you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post, visit sixfigurephotography.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for listening the purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business, and I want to say thank you. You guys, this is blowing my mind. There are 13,000 listeners nearly every episode, and I just, I just want to give a shout out to you. If you are one of those 13,000 people who are listening to this podcast each week, man, I'm grateful for you. Man, I want to throw a little party for you. I wish I... Wouldn't that be so cool if I could throw a little six-figure photography podcast party? All the peas in that one. Um, I just want you to know that um, that I I see you guys, and I'm 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 just really excited that you're tuning in and listening. And I want to actually invite you, if you are a listener to this podcast, over to a place where I actually get a chance to engage uh, in a. Uh, in a dialogue with you where we can have a conversation because right now you're just listening to me. But I would like to listen to you. Please hear me when I say that. I would love to listen to you. And the way that we can do that is I have a mastermind community called the Six Figure Photography Mastermind Group. It's a free community of amazing photographers all looking to grow their business. And the really cool thing about this group is you can post, you can engage, you can engage in my live videos and I can actually talk back. And so I want to invite you to that. You can get access by going to six figurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. Six figurephotography S-I-X. Six figurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. All right, you guys, I want to jump into introducing today's guests. We got Michelle Brewster here today. And Michelle and I are gonna be talking about some stuff that I get pretty jazzed about, like jazzy hands, boot to the moon, all of that. Uh, We're talking about sales, but more specifically, we're going to be talking about soft selling techniques. And the fun twist that Michelle is going to be putting on this is we're going to use this really great word called automation. We're going to talk about how to automate soft selling techniques to up your profits with every single session that you have. Let me introduce Michelle to you guys. She's been a full-time photographer for the last 14 years at Mac Photography. And her goal is to continue giving her families, like the, she has this idea of like the beginning forever. We're going to unpack that a little bit of what that means, the beginning forever. Forever, all the while inspiring women through her platform Boss Tog, uh, really focusing in on, at least for Michelle specifically, focusing on maternity and newborn photography, helping them create a long-term profitable studio. Michelle, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Ben, how's it going?
0: It's going really well. I told you I was gonna to try to do all that in yeah. one breath. And I'm I, pretty impressed. I, I think I may have actually pulled it off. That may have been <laughs> that may have been one breath. Michelle, uh, what are you out of?
1: So I am on the beautiful seacoast of New Hampshire in Portsmouth.
0: Okay, fantastic. Mm. Um, like weather-wise, listen, I'm it's winter in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking for just a little nugget of inspiration. If you could paint a picture for me of like what it's like out there right now, is it something that I should be envious of?
1: Unfortunately, not. Right now, we're experiencing winter as well, which unfortunately this year it's very weird. We don't even have snow in the middle of Feb uh, March. It's really kind of just gray out there right now. But I'm by the ocean, so at least I get to look at the waves.
0: Okay, I love it <laughs> michelle, you're focused in on maternity and newborn and i and I love this by the way. I think um myself being focused in on the wedding photography side of things um, there's been a little bit of like a, a bend in the in the podcast towards that and I'm and I'm really excited to be pushing more towards portraiture uh, senior photography family photography newborn photography all this kind of jazz and I, I want to hear from you what was it that led you into the niche of maternity and newborn photography
1: so for me it was actually because of my Just my situation in my life And how my home was So I have two boys And my husband is a Merchant Mariner So he goes out to sea for weeks at a time
0: And Wait, hold on real quick We need to stop on that for a second I thought that only happened in movies And romance novels Not that I read a lot of romance (laughs) novels (laughs) Just just let that one sit for a little bit So so say that he's a what again?
1: Merchant Mariner So
0: A Merchant Mariner Tell me more about this
1: So he uh, He basically is the captain of of a gigantic vessel that takes crude oil up and down the entire eastern border. Wow. Mm, wow. Yes. So it's a very interesting life being a single parent half of the time and then just jumping right back into us as a full family.
0: Wow. And you said he's gone for weeks at a time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Wow. That's got to be challenging. That's got to serve all kinds of challenges.
1: <laughs> You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) How did this
0: tell me more about this? How did that end up kind of helping to steer you towards the maternity and newborn route?
1: So I had been doing wedding photography for 10 years and I absolutely loved the I love working in high stress situations. So the day of the wedding, it just I was at my best during that. But as you know, as a wedding photographer, there's so much more than just the day of. Right, I mean, we're spending almost two years sometimes with clients while we're designing their albums and we're just prepping them for the day of. And it was so much of my time that even though I was photographing portraits and other things during the week, I was back to back every single weekend with weddings. And it just didn't work being by myself without my partner. So that's when I really needed to sit down and think about what other moment in somebody's life that was going to be just as big, just as special as their wedding day. And if
0: I know, if not more, if not more, right. Like I think for a lot of people, I mean, candidly myself, I think about the, the, my wedding day and I think about the birth of, of my, my first kid. Be and and it's it's a man that's a hard one to debate between, uh, in terms of what has has become one of the most memorable experiences, or if you want to use the term like best day of your life, like I don't know, that's a who that's a challenging one.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I think for most people, once they've gone through both of those situations, they really ultimately feel like nothing ever trumps the birth of their child
0: yeah and it could be because it's something you share together, mm-hmm. you know like the wedding is it 's an interesting thing it like brings you together, but when you' both have gone through so much you 've fought for the marriage and you've fought for each other and you 've got that under your belt, and then to bring this uh, life into the world and to look into your wife 's eyes or your husband's eyes and to like share it it's like it, it uh it kind of transforms you <laughs> it's like the birth of like a you know it's like a caterpillar to a freaking butterfly it's, just, it's crazy <laughs> listen maybe that's just my experience no, i don't know
1: no i mean everything that you thought you were as a person changes the very moment your eyes lay on this baby that you don't even know who they are so it, it's amazing
0: yeah okay I get this. Um, Can you tell me a bit about, you use this terminology, the beginning forever, that your goal is to continue to give families their beginning forever. Uh, What is that?
1: So Ultimately, that first journey and step into parenthood is a very blurry time in your life, right? You're exhausted. You're just not in the right frame of mind to be able to absorb how big of a moment this is in your life. So the best way to be able to do that is through actually documenting it with photography. So ultimately, the photographers who are really specializing in giving a family their beginning forever is really giving them a moment of their life that they're never going to get back again. You're only a parent or I should say a first-time parent once and being able to have that in a keepsake of beautiful wall art or albums that you can look back on when you're no longer sleep deprived, you're no longer you know worrying about every little breath that your baby's taking that you can enjoy what that feeling was like all over again for years to come,
0: yeah, and okay, so I get that it's um to to almost go back and to be able to relive a moment that is otherwise um kind of I don't want to use the word marred <laughs> but it's, like, it's it's a pretty like tumultuous time it's, Absolutely. it's there's a lot of stress there's a lot of pain and 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 uh, frustration mm-hmm. and 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 then it's gone and to be able to go back and to kind of look at it with a new perspective is that what you're getting at
1: Absolutely. I think that you just you can enjoy it more once you're out of that phase.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So you focus in on, uh, this is what I've gathered. Correct me for uh, with what I'm wrong on okay. here. You, you focus in on, it seems, it seems to be like a, a, a full, uh, plan. Like, let's say, is it like a full year? Are you taking people all the way from the maternity photographs to newborn to, to three months, six months to a year old? Like, it, it sounds like you're with a client, for a full duration. Is that accurate?
1: Absolutely. The ultimate goal is to have them start as maternity client, get them obviously to sign up as a uh, newborn session, and then ultimately the experience that they have once they're in that newborn session and they see how – just soft you were with their baby, how calm you were with them during such a nervous time and how ultimately beautiful these portraits are, they just beg to be in your first-year package and turn into your long-term high-paying clients for life. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get that. Is that something that you always did, or how did you kind of discover this pathway? Because it sounds brilliant, by the way. I mean, if you are a, f- a maternity photographer, if you're a newborn photographer listening to this, it sounds brilliant to actually be able to create a system that a client becomes uh, like a, 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 re- a retaining client. Like, this is like a retention contract, more or less, mm-hmm. for a certain period of time. My guess is you didn't start this way.
1: You know, I've been now 14 years of trial and error until you come up with a perfect system that you can replicate every single time and you know you're going to get the exact same results with each client. So. I've definitely tweaked things along the way. I think that, you know, in the photography world, there's not a lot of formal education that you can have in terms of like going to college and learning the business side of photography. So a lot of it is self-education and taking courses and having mentors to really be able to look at different proven strategies to be able to implement into your own business that just have a proven track record.
0: Yeah, I get that. I totally get it. Um, what were some of the things that you tried that maybe they didn't fail, but they're just kind of like, eh, it didn't really work out. I mean, before you've kind of stumbled into, uh, what, what do you call it? By the way, when someone comes on and hires you for that full duration, is there, is there, do you have a name for that?
1: So I, the way that my system works is they actually book me first for the maternity and newborn. And I don't even talk to them about the first year collection until they are a newborn client of mine. And Once they do enroll into my first year package, I call it my cherished first year.
0: Got it. Okay. Now, I have this this feeling like this is actually going to take us directly into today's point of conversation, Mm -hmm. which is having a conversation around soft selling right is kind of soft selling techniques and and some of the automation that you've kind of developed behind it to move somebody even from booking you for a maternity session and then what evolves and what transpires that moves them from a one off a maternity photo, photo shoot into a year-long client with their family. Am I getting somewhere here? Am I kind of sensing that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. You have to okay, map okay. out your customer's journey from start to finish in order to be able to execute it so perfectly that you know what they're going to buy at the end before they even know what they're going to buy at the end.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that's huge. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Okay. So so, so you just said you've got to know the client's experience so well that you know what they're going to buy at the end before they do. I think this is getting into really knowing your client's problems so that way you know the solutions to offer them. Is that accurate?
1: Absolutely. I see so many times photographers when they're talking to new inquiries or they've even just simply had a new inquiry that they just hand over their PDF of all of their prices and they don't even bother to talk about their experience of what their customer is going to get working with them or ultimately long-term years down the line, what the customer is actually going to gain from even being involved in that experience with that photographer in general. So it's really important to communicate with them in a way that sells the outcome and the experience versus the product or the service itself.
0: Yeah, well, this is going to take us right into soft selling because I think we're now beginning to touch on uh, uh, some soft selling practices in regards to like um, understanding and listening and communication. Um, uh, And so let's maybe pause before we get too far ahead of ourselves and and begin to uh, distinguish soft selling techniques like like what what is what are soft selling techniques right can we can we put some definitions behind this um or, or at the very least some um tangible uh, ex, pardon me examples
1: absolutely so soft selling to me is by far I think, a part of psychology, honestly. It's subtle and soft ways that you can lead your clients to purchase specific items that you want without actually saying, here, buy now, buy this, you get upgrades to this. It's very soft, subtle, and it takes the ickiness out of the sales process.
0: It sounds like to me, when I think about soft selling, what the difference, if I could, in a word, maybe not a word, a sentence, the difference would be, Um, soft selling is allowing the client to come to the conclusion that this is what they want rather than you convincing them that it's what they want.
1: So I agree. And I disagree because if you do it, because if you do it properly, then you can actually influence them to still purchase where you want, making them think that it's actually what they want every time.
0: Um, Yes. Okay. So say that again.
1: (laughs) Okay. So if you do it properly, you can actually get them to purchase. You can influence them to purchase where you want, but making them think it's where they want every single time.
0: Sure. Okay, yes, I get that. And but 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 to be clear though, because it is what they want.
1: It is what they want. Absolutely. Yes. It is ultimately. So I,
0: I think maybe we're getting tied up in the semantics of of convince because I think I think maybe the sleazy side of sales, the hard sale is where you try to convince uh push somebody into the purchase, right? Yes. And I think what you and I are talking about is where you create um, an opening, more or less, for them to see uh, a new perspective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And 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 so you create this opening where they get to see a new perspective, and through that perspective, yes, you're influencing them because you just created that perspective. But through that perspective, they make the decision that that's what they want.
1: Yes, exactly. So exactly. Getting, like we said,
0: it's like a lot. It's psychology, right? Yep. Um, there's there's a great guy, Jonathan Stark. I've had him on the podcast, but he's he says it this way: if if I say it, I'm selling. But if you say it, Michelle, we're closing, mm-hmm. right? If I can create a possibility for you to actually draw your own conclusion, right? Uh, to gain perspective on the matter in such a way that you're like, yes, I want this, I, and you know, then then we're closed, and then we're doing something really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Stark's a really cool dude. Okay. So, so we're talking about the subtleties, the softness, the, the the scene that always come to mind, by the way, I'm a big office fan, like yeah. Michael Scott. I love Michael Scott. And there's a scene that Michael Scott, did you know, do you know what I'm about to say, by the way? I
1: don't, but I do know the okay. office.
0: <laughs> well, boy, I should get a, I'm going to see if I can get a link down in the show notes.
1: <laughs> Michael
0: Scott Is at um a Chili's? He's at a a Chili's getting some baby back ribs, and he's on a sales meeting, and he's there with his like regional manager or something like that. And uh, the regional manager goes in uh, in this in this meeting, like kind of like for the hard sale. She's like, "Listen, you know, we've got costs to cut. We need, you know." She's going for it, and Michael's got. And all of his charm is like, well, hold on just a second here. Let's, um, I think we need to order a couple awesome blossoms. We need some awesome blossoms. <laughs> and he just does this really weird thing, <laughs> and he just continues to to connect and to build relationship, uh, with essentially the the, the client. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, and uh, more or less he, I think he calls it like the reverse the reverse sale, where he tries like talk them out of the sale. And in the process of trying to talk the person out of the sale, the client talks themselves into it. Mm -hmm. It's it's rather comical. I'll get a link. Yeah. So everyone can go watch The Office. I love it. <laughs> okay, so so l- let's let's get into this. What well, what are some examples of some of the the soft psychological subtle ways uh, that um, go into soft selling?
1: Sure. So I think, and particularly in my studio, the soft selling actually starts from the very first initial new inquiry call that you have with them. So ultimately, when you're on the phone with them, obviously you you need to communicate with them and build that no like and trust factor. You need to be able to have a unique selling proposition that just rolls off your tongue so that they understand what separates you from the photographer next door. And then in that same conversation, it's important to touch on some of your physical products, how you have incentives that can help them to achieve more during their sales session, and really ultimately give them an end game to be able to purchase and know that they're going to get physical products working with you.
0: Okay, we went pretty fast there. We got to go back. Because uh, we, we got a little jargon in there. We need to define some jargon. Okay. Uh, so unique selling proposition, right? So you said in that initial phone call, we need to have a very clear, unique selling proposition that we can articulate, we can explain uh, to the, to the lead, right? And so let's just start with that. Sure. Uh, We need to unpack that for a second because I think we may end up losing some people.
1: Okay, absolutely. So a unique selling proposition is really just a a simple statement of what is your special sauce, basically. What it is that makes you different from all the other photographers in your area. So it really doesn't have to be anything that's dramatically crazy different than anybody else, but something that you can communicate clear enough that it rolls off your tongue and people understand why they should choose you.
0: Can you give me an example of your unique selling proposition?
1: Absolutely, and it does fall into why I soft sell the way that I do. So for example, my soft sale technique, my, my unique selling proposition is how I use my client's interior decorating to design my scenes and create custom artwork that looks like it had purpose in their exact home. Nice.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're explaining this is, this is something that is a, a, a front facing client facing statement that you're going to be using, um, their, their client's interior design to create artwork that fits Uh, custom to their home?
1: Exactly. So it's a very simple way to be able to let the clients know that you are building something that is so specific to them, that you are taking the time, the care, and the energy to really understand what their style is and create something artwork-wise that is going to complement their home perfectly and will be consistent with their style throughout the years.
0: Okay, I dig it. Okay, that, that's helpful. Thank you. So, so we've we've been able to articulate that that unique selling proposition that's yours, um, and then go on. Uh, help me to understand again what, what's taking place in that first initial point of communication.
1: Mm-hmm. So ultimately, your first kind of soft selling touch point is the fact that you're going to have incentives that they can always use to be able to get additional artwork or items when they do finally make their purchase. Then. When a customer comes in for their session, I am soft-selling through the entire session without them even realizing that I'm leading them to a sale. So what this is like for them is... Since they have sent me a picture of their home because I designed their scenes custom to them, I get to see what their house looks like. I get to see their living room. If they have a big, empty space over a sofa for a large canvas or over a mantle. So Then when I am posing them with their baby and I know I've got the most beautiful, say, family portrait, I can say, hey, you know that really ugly empty wall over your mantle? This family portrait, your very first family portrait is going to be the ultimate space to have that in. And so I'm already painting this in their head, this idea. They can already envision it. They're there holding their brand new baby, smelling that baby smell, and experiencing such an awesome session that they can see it and they feel it in that spot already.
0: To Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is a really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like like W twos, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business. Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks, is invoicing and accounting software. And it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, Well then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts, either way. With FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments, file expenses even quicker, and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six figure photography. You guys at this point, let's hop back to the show. And so all of this, I I love this. I love the examples that we're getting into. I want to go back to some of the soft selling techniques that are kind of being used in the midst of this, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like there's a great, um a uh, deal of of um communication going on right where instead of you um telling them what's going to happen and uh um how do i put this explaining the shoot that you're going to do it's it's like you're starting first by listening i think there's a i think one of the greatest soft sign techniques is just like well it's not really a technique it's like a skill set it's emotional intelligence it's like it's being able to be present and, and with someone with empathy and relationship and really starting with listening at- as the primary way to, well, to understand. I think it goes back to like, before we can prescribe, we have to diagnose. And so it seems like in that initial phone call, what you're doing is you're you're allowing, you're you're listening and you're diagnosing the, the, the problem that they have by understanding their space, their home and creating something custom for it. Is that accurate?
1: Absolutely. And I think you could probably add in the word just observe as well, because definitely listening, observe, Observing their home, observing their interior design, and just taking it all in to create a custom experience through every part of your really hand holding with them.
0: So, in the early conversation, uh, the listening factor is, is probably something that's uh, that's really big. The observing, the listening, the the inquiry is is what I'm getting at. Is that my guess is that there's a lot of very intentional. Uh, inquire that's going on in that phone call. Um, What are some of the questions that you are asking um, your clients?
1: So I think it's really important to dissect what the idea that they have in their head for how they envision their memories. So many times you have people who are just looking online crazy at, say, newborn pictures to figure out what they like the best. And really, in order to create something that's custom for them, you need to be able to get inside their head, essentially. And it's important when you're on these conversations on the phone, you have to, first of all, do it through the phone. There's no way that you can get into somebody's head just via email.
0: Let's talk about that for a hot second because I think that's a that's a big thing, right? Because what we're talking about is soft selling techniques, and and I think the key thing with soft selling techniques is emotional intelligence, is relationship, is communication, is listening, right? And and you're totally right, Michelle. We I'm just I'm putting an exclamation point on this is <laughs> I'm doing right now is like how are you going to express empathy and care and inquiry and listen in a in a really meaningful way. Um, unless you are either face to face with someone or at the very least in a, in a, um, in a real time dialogue, right? Um, I, I, do you have any tips by the way, for someone who's, who, who wrestles and, and struggles with that idea of, of having to move into communication over the phone?
1: I would, I would tell them first, put themselves in their client's shoes. Because really, when it comes to maternity newborn clients, you are really working with them during a very anxious time of their life. They're brand new parents or soon to be parents. Sometimes you're one of the first people that they actually see after getting out of the hospital having their baby. So here you are, this stranger that they've never met before, they've never spoken to before, and they're about to hand over their two week or younger baby to you to hold and pose. So if you just put yourself in their shoes to understand that there's a lot of trust that comes with hiring a newborn photographer. And the only way to really build that trust is just by having a simple conversation so that first of all, you can find out if you're good to work together. If you, what I call jive, you have good personalities, you know that you can create the memories that they want and just allow them to feel comfortable that they're hiring somebody that is perfectly capable of holding and posing a brand new baby.
0: How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) How do you do it over the phone? So I think
1: a lot of the times first it is listening. I mean, a lot of the times you need to find out how their pregnancy has gone so far. If there's been complications, if it's been a smooth pregnancy and how they feel about being a mom, you know, there's a lot of emotions that come along with that. And I do think that it is easier once you are a mom yourself to be able to talk to another soon to be mom about what they're going to be experiencing those first couple of weeks and, you know, during pregnancy and when the baby's here. So you can really just talk from a mom perspective and it's a simple way to just relate.
0: Yeah. I love that. There's a quote by Voltaire. Voltaire says, uh, to judge a man, not by his answers, but by his questions. And I could imagine the approach that I think a lot of us take, which is the hard sell approach of being on the phone. And essentially this goes back to the convincing thing, trying to convince someone that you can trust me. Listen, you can trust me. I hold a lot of babies. (laughs) I've got, I've got great hands. I was a uh, I was a wide receiver in college. I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> imagine, <laughs> you know, trying to convince someone that like, hey, I do this all the time. I, you know, I handle babies very cautiously. I'm mm-hmm. CPR certified. I, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. I shoot on great equipment and I'm going to have a, an assistant with me. And, and, and I think that that's one way to, to kind of move somebody over to essentially your side, right? Where they've kind of come alongside you with trust and belief in in your position, And I also think it's a really ineffective way relative to um, it being the questions that you ask that communicate. To your authority, to your knowledge, to your expertise, to your experience, and to your trust, right? Um, I think that is a way that, and again, it goes back to this, this notion of if, if I say it, I'm trying to convince and sell, and if you say it, then we're, we're closing on this idea. Um, and so to, to ask really good cool questions. What, so so some of the questions that you might be able to ask somebody that may communicate that, you know, your, um, your expertise and that building that trust, um can we hang hang on that in a little bit longer? Sure. Uh maybe something that you may ask um uh an existing mom on the other side of the phone that would build trust for you.
1: Sure. So when it comes to envisioning what they want for their memories, I get really specific about their style. So a lot of the times I'm asking them when they've gone through different pictures online and different websites do they ultimately like portraits of newborns that have a lot of colors and props and have a lot of a lot of things going on in the pictures or do they like something that's more simplistic that focuses in on the baby so that i ultimately can see where they fall with their style and mm-hmm. I mean, as pregnant moms go, Pinterest, we are all on like crazy looking at newborn pictures the second that we find out that we're having a baby. (laughs) So they know at this point what their styles are and they can absolutely communicate it to you in a way that's really easy to understand. And it gives you an idea already in your head of how you'll be able to give them exactly what they want.
0: Yeah, that's cool. We could talk about questions all day. That's, that's, <laughs> I feel like that's usually what I do—is I just talk about questions all day. Yeah, right? I know. So, okay, so this is really cool. So, but I want to get into some of the automation stuff mm-hmm. yep. because you're going to be um, moving—you're um, uh, going to be moving some of the stuff into it's. Uh, email sequences. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That, are that are going to be essentially leading uh, leading a, a client down a certain path uh, towards purchasing that maybe they're not even aware of they're being taken on. And so at what point do you move from, because we've just talked about being on the phone, at what point do you move from, you know, um, the phone call into uh, a, a, you know, email communication in regards to making a sales. Sure.
1: Absolutely. So that conversation that we were just talking about via the phone would be new inquiry. Then they come in and we're soft selling while they're posing the baby. And I say, oh, this is going to make a beautiful portrait over your mantle. That's another soft selling touch point. They're also being exposed to some of your featured most beautiful physical products when they first walk into your studio. Or if you're Working out of their home, you're bringing some samples with you. So they're already getting to touch and see and experience what those physical products will look like in their home. Then, after they leave their session, this is where you can automate so much of your soft selling that by the time they are back with you during their in person sales session, you are ultimately letting them, just, it's like hanging out with friends at this point, and they take over the entire process.
0: Like they're going to be completely primed essentially mm-hmm. from the email communication that's going to be going out Absolutely. Uh, for the purchase. So can we talk, can we break down some of these emails that you're sending? And again, I w- I, I do want to rewind and just kind of maybe give a little recap for everyone because we've been popping around a little bit here. And so just to be clear, it sounds like um, the journey that we've been on so far is a new lead contacts you and the way that you initially communicate with them is over the phone and you're going to be doing some soft selling over the phone through building relationship, through relation, uh, through relating, communication, asking great questions, listening. Once they actually hire you uh, and they come in for the session, you're going to continue some of these soft sales techniques by the, the the verbiage that you use even during the shoot, talking about the products at the end, having them make sure that they experience and see those products where they come. Through the door, and once that session's over, now there's a sequence of email automations that are going to go out between the time that the session ends and the client comes back in. That will prime them for what what sounds like you're setting up for a, a great sale. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay,
0: cool. I want to wrap it all up. I want to pick a bow on that so that be, I didn't lose anybody.
1: No, sometimes exactly I get a little
0: it. distracted.
1: <laughs> yes. So, so, so let's talk
0: about some of these emails.
1: Sure. So after the client leaves you usually have some time span in between when you have to enhance everything and make it all beautiful for when they're coming back in to see it. And that is the perfect opportunity to prime them to purchase. And really you want to have a system in place that's automated emails that takes them along a journey to be able to purchase where you want, but ultimately where they want by giving them a series of highlights of directions and education that prime them just, I mean, they come in and they're ready to go. So ultimately, you have between four to six emails laid out that you can use and automate the same with every single client so that you know their experience is going to be the same, the purchase at the end should be consistent and everything. So your first email can easily highlight some of your featured physical products. Now, you've already touched on these several times during the entire journey with this client. But again, me specifically, I'm working with newborn clients. They're sleep deprived. You can say something to them five times and they still won't remember because they're so sleepy. So (laughs) it's important that they hear these things over and over again for them to really set in. So the first email is going to highlight some of your physical products that you ultimately want to sell, whether they're high-end canvases, whether they're albums, you want to be able to incorporate in video showing the actual features and benefits of these products and what they'll do for the client's homes afterwards. Email. Go ahead.
0: No, you're good. So this is This is an email and you're going to be embedding a video into the email or maybe is the email going to direct them to like a landing page?
1: Nope. So you embed embed the email directly in embed the video directly into the email. You do not need to make these emails crazy, technical, just they can be simple. It's really to educate the client along the process.
0: Can I ask how you're pulling that off, embedding a a video in the email? And I'm familiar with a few ways, Mm -hmm. but I'm curious what what technique you're doing. Maybe I'll learn something here that I can (laughs) do.
1: So I use a client management software called Tave, and I absolutely love it. And it automates so much of my customer's journey with me from start to finish. And in these emails, I have them set up based off of calendar dates that will send out these emails with a certain amount of days separating it through until they're coming in for their session. Within the way that the TAVE emails work, you can add coding in, or you can add in a link on a picture. So the way that I ultimately do it is I take a screenshot of the video with a play button on the front. They they click on it, and then it takes them to the actual video.
0: Got it. Are you familiar? This is this is a side note, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, are you familiar with Loom? Yes. Use Loom. Oh, yes. yes. Are you able? Okay, do you know? Are you able to upload a pre-existing video to Loom, or does it have to be like a live recorded video?
1: That part I don't know. I'd have to look into that.
0: For the listeners, I want to get you inside my head here. So again, the system that Michelle just explained, it works. It's what I've, it's what I've used as well, where you know a lot of email service providers, they don't allow you to actually put a, a clickable video that you could watch in your email inside of the email, right? You'd usually have to click and go to a new page, a landing page or Vimeo or YouTube, right? Does that make sense for everyone? However... There is this software called Loom, Use Loom. And Loom is like a video software that allows you to actually send out emails through Gmail that, has a video inside the email that's watchable in their email service provider. And, um, but, you, but so far, as far as I understand, you can only like, rec- like you, you do a screen recording, like click a video and like make it right there to talk to that person one-to-one. But it'd be neat. I should do a little research here to see if you could upload maybe what you just described is like your preexisting video explaining the product mm-hmm. that they wouldn't have to leave their inbox, you know, to watch.
1: Yeah. And the way I know Loom as well is the same thing. It's recording screen, kind of like a step-by-step how-to tutorial type of process. So I don't know if it does that either, but that would be pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. This is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So this video is, it, it, the video that you have, um, so it's walking through the products that you offer and you, you spoke about the benefits, right? So tell me a little bit more about what exactly you're explaining in the video, because there's a lot of things you could talk about and a lot of things... Won't help the sale that you could talk about. And there's a few things that would help the sale that you could talk about. So uh, th- tell me more. Sure. Okay.
1: So in my particular area where I live, we have two different, I'll say, interior designs that are most common. For me, because I live by the ocean, they're either nautical. Or because I'm also in somewhat of a country area, they can also be rustic. So my physical products have a style that would go towards both of those. So when I'm in my video, I'm talking about how one product I have is amazing if your home has more of a rustic feel, how it complements having exposed beams or lots, lots of hardwood floors and accents versus another piece that I have that's more clean line. And modern and can fall more into a nautical or beachy kind of feel. So it's really helping them understand that specific uh, physical products work best in certain situations so that they can see which ones ultimately will work best for their home.
0: Nice. How often do you get into getting into um, uh, in these videos the, the, Uh, the benefits that the artwork will provide for their life meaning less of the external problems that they'll solve in terms of Mm. interior design and decor and more of the internal problems they may solve in terms of um, uh, celebrating the life of their, of their kid or, or falling more in love with whoever's in that picture frame or, or, you know, um, just improving um, memory because of how fast things go by or even just like, you know, listen, I've been married for 10 years. We got three little ones. My wife all the time talks about like the fog, that pregnancy fog of, of her memory. Um, and, and so do you, do you get into any of those kind of internal problems and the benefits that the artwork that you provide for your client will offer?
1: So I don't dive too deep into this at this point because I have done that so much before Mm. this so they all have already experienced that part to it
0: okay cool Mm -hmm. i love that i think that's an important note to clarify too that it's that you've been doing that uh through through the communication absolutely Yep. So okay so this is this is by the way we're just on email 1 yeah. of how oh, <laughs> many by the way how many emails is that? So, you didn't expect me to ask this many questions. No I love
1: it absolutely <laughs> bring it on. So, so really you can have between 4 and 6 emails. My process has 5 I put it smack in the middle. Um and my process is because I am an in-person sales photographer. Process for somebody who's doing online galleries may be a little bit different. So they might want to communicate a little bit more or less via email.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So we have time for maybe one more email, um, but I want to, uh, I'd love to unpack maybe one more that you think would be important. We don't have to go chronologically, we could talk about one that you think is kind of fun to discuss. Um, but before we do that, I, w- I do want the listeners to know actually, let me make sure before I say this <laughs> hey, pss, Michelle, do, do you have? some of these emails to maybe some of the automations uh, an outline or something that we can give the listeners
1: absolutely I made an entire checklist so that they can see my five emails how I outline them and everything along with a space for them to be able to outline their ideas for each of the emails as well
0: okay cool so in the show notes you guys (laughs) there will be um, uh, Michelle's checklist here for these emails so even though we didn't get to them all right now there'll be some opportunities okay So, so Michelle Let's talk about maybe one more email um, along this process.
1: Okay, sure. So, oh gosh, there's so many. Like they, uh, they all work with each other so importantly that it's hard to just pull from one. So I think really, again, if you're, if you're ultimately trying to get them to purchase physical products, you want to educate them about how they can use them in their home and what the experience is going to be like when they come back in to be able to purchase.
0: Ooh, talk about that. Mm-hmm. So you explain the process of of when they return for the for the reveal.
1: Absolutely. So I want them to understand that even when they come back in, it's going to be another experience. Every part of working with me is going to be very custom to them and me hand holding them during every part of it. So in this email, which is my third email, I show them exactly what they're going to experience by outlining the software that I use that will help them design their home with their specific portraits. Fundy? Mm-hmm. I use ProSelect. Yeah, I know. I had this feeling.
0: I'm a Fundy user over here. I love me some Fundy software. Yeah. No, no, no,
1: but it's all good. It's all
0: good. No bad. I'm <laughs> okay, old but school. So, <laughs> no, it's cool. But so you're explaining. How, um, probably you're not explaining too much about ProSelect, but you're explaining like. Um, well maybe I won't speak for you. Tell me a little bit more of like what exactly you do. Explain.
1: So believe it or not, I actually do a screen recording and I show them what ProSelect will do to help them actually figure out their portraits. So, yeah. So I want to bring them through because... For me, my experience, once I could actually show clients their artwork on their very own walls, it was such a game changer for not only them, because it's such a guessing game for a client, but for me in terms of sales. So ultimately, I have a screen recording going as I'm showing a client's or really a mock wall in the software, and showing them how I'll be able to design their own home with their own artwork to be able to pick the perfect memories that they can have for years to come.
0: That's awesome. I think that does help because we do, you know, we do in-person sales as well. And we also mock up artwork on our clients' walls with Fundy. And, and when we make that request, right, we get on the phone, we connect with people and we ask them, Hey, you know, take a photograph of your wall and, and I would love to send that over so we can show you what the artwork would look like. I actually, I do wonder how often that just how cool that is going to be, will be, yeah, you know, cause they're kind of imagining, they're trying to imagine like, Okay, so I just take a picture of my wall and then send it to you. And like, but to be able to design something, you know, down to the quarter inch, just like to scale uh, is pretty wild Mm -hmm. when you can see it like in your own space. So I do, I love what you're doing by sending them uh, a video of you kind of showing that process. Is that at the same email where you're going to be asking for um, maybe photographs of the wall, or is that something that's already taken place in the very initial step?
1: That's actually a separate email altogether. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Yep. Yep. Because it's important to be able to give them directions on how to be able to purchase as well. So that's a totally separate email in my automated system.
0: That's neat. Mm -hmm. This goes right back to the soft selling thing and and the listing and the inquiry because... I think when we're asking clients about where things can go in their home, it's it's important to give them freedom to actually come up with those places to photograph their own walls and to send it rather than for us to make the request of send me a photograph of the space above your fireplace. Send me a photograph of an empty wall in your bedroom. I think at that point, once again, it's us saying it, it's us selling. But when we give the 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 client the freedom to say, I want you to go around your house and to consider, you know, where you want to to see these photographs and to take images of those walls then it's their idea you know it's mm-hmm. like they they've kind of like come up with this whole thing and they've taken the photograph and and they're like owning it it's like their project yeah, now absolutely and and how much that can can move that sale it's 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 really cool Michelle, I want to just keep talking to you. I got so many more questions, man. I, <laughs>
1: I could go on for hours, Ben.
0: <laughs> we got to wrap. Listen, so where can people get the full outline of this? Like where can people get your checklist uh, uh, to continue down everything we didn't get a chance to talk about sure. today? So Let us know.
1: That checklist, you're going to put in the show notes, right? Because they can download it and be able to access all of those. But then. Correct. Now, what absolutely just gets me up and out of bed every single morning is business and marketing. And really, ultimately, the best place to be able to learn more about that for me is Boss Talk. And BossTog is a platform where I've built and brought on so many amazing photographers to teach business and marketing lessons that they do in their business every single day to move the needle forward and bring in new inquiries that it is... uh, I'm so jazzed up about this particular membership site.
0: It's awesome. And they can get that... They can find that at
1: BossTog.com?
0: Okay, awesome. I'll make sure to get links in the show notes Michelle, thanks for coming on. This is fun. I love talking this kind of stuff. I could talk uh, about it for hours. And so maybe we need to schedule another time to, to get you back around here to, to chat some more. Um, I really appreciate you opening up, you know, your platform and your knowledge behind how you do what you do, especially for the, for the photographers who are listening, who are newborn photographers, who are maternity, who are portrait photographers. This is stuff that's really for you. So thank you for being here.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. Yay. Listeners. Thank you
0: for making it all the way to the end of, <laughs> of this episode. I love it. I'm always curious, like who listens? I wonder, I wonder, I want to leave you guys a little nugget. If you listen all the way to the end, what's a nugget that I could give you guys? Um, if you listened all the way to the end of this episode, do me a favor. Uh, I want you to pull out your phone right now and I want you to open up Instagram and uh, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram at jbenhartley. I want you to send me a DM on Instagram. If you listen to the very end of this and to say, hey Ben, I listened to the very end of your conversation with Michelle and um, and I'd love to just hop on and just kind of chat with you, see what you're up to with your business and see if I can help in any way. Uh, so feel free to ask me any questions after that. Uh, this is a little special plug for you, my faithful listeners. You guys, listen, if I don't see in the DMs and I don't see in the mastermind group, well then maybe you'll get to hear my voice again on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then, bye everybody.